This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your chief financial coconut. Every Wednesday, you'll be chilling with me and my guests, who are some of the quirkiest, geekiest people we can find on the internet about how they do money and life. Sit back, relax. We are a few days away from the weekend. Welcome to Chill Swift TFC. We work with Chow Thai Folk, which is like a jewelry brand. Wait, Chow Thai Folk sell jewelry through your vending yes. machine? Yeah, yeah. I didn't really like understand the buying behavior, but then usually the case is like there are couples passed by the vending machine. <laughs> oh god! And you might you might know the rest of the story. Right? The lady, she saw the product and say, "Okay, this seems kills." <laughs> yeah, the lady could I would say convince. <laughs> The guy. I think we're all vibing here. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Choose with TFC, where we sit down with the geekiest, quirkiest individuals to learn about how they do money and life. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Yorji Financial Coconut. And today we are collaborating with FLA, Franchising and Licensing Association. We went down to FL Asia Expo to talk to some of the people there, you know, kind of check out the booth, see what's around. A lot of interesting opportunities, but in today's episode, we're just focusing on one thing, using very little capital to go about attaining passive income. So I'm very excited to be spending time with Henley from Cloud Retail, a vending machine company, and Peter from the Gym Paw. Yes, the gym that you see at the parks, at the reservoir. So yeah, let's see which one is better and you can comment in the comment section below to let us know which one interests you a little more. This is Chill Swift TFC. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Okay, today we are back again at FLA Expo. You know, once again, another franchising licensing fair experience together here with the guys, right? So today we want to focus a little bit on like the fully passive, very automated type of business together with you guys, right? So maybe you want to introduce yourself, you know, what do you do? What is your business about and all that stuff? I'm Henley. Um, I'm from Cloud Retail. So uh, what we do is uh, we help busy people build passive income, plug and play vending machines. Mm. Machine is a bit different from the ones you see uh, on the street because uh, we primarily focus more on the higher value products such as like jewelry, like cosmetic products and all that. So we help people build passive income through like connecting people like who can afford the machines and brands who want to use the machine. So our clients usually say they work with us because of the low entry barrier because of like low time commitment, low capital costs, and all that. So okay. yeah, that's basically a bit introduction. I can talk about it later. Of more. course, of course, yeah. of course. So for clarity's sake, your team not just get the vending machines out there through people like us, you know, yeah. where we put in the capital, you also find the products within the vending machine. Um, we find brands who want to use the vending machine. Okay, so, we'll talk a little bit yeah. about that. Okay, yeah. give, it, give it a little bit of time. What about you? Perfect. So my name is Peter. I'm with the Gym Pod. Everyone knows the Gym Pod. It's <laughs> everywhere. I see it yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we've got 55 pods in Singapore. We've got a couple in the 
the United States as well. Basically, the premise is setting up fully private automated gyms that consumers can book, pay and access with their smartphone. And so from a franchising perspective, we're also a 24 seven business. People actually refer to us as a vending machine gym sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty funny from uh, an investment standpoint. Obviously, that allows you to get passive revenue and also from like franchising our franchise fees and overall investment are much lower than a lot of other fitness franchises on the market. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll go into that. We'll go Absolutely. into that. Okay. So maybe you can start. Share with us a little bit like more detail about your business. How does it work? Basically, people like, let's say for you, you can uh, buy a machine, then you can with us, with our network, you can use our technologies to help you like, let's say generate income through different ways. So these days, vending machine used to be just for sales of products, yeah. right? You get breakfast yourself there, you get soda, you get like tea and from there. So, for us, um, we do a different way where uh, we help brands who use the machine, like they redeem products from it, they get data from it, okay. they can, um, of course, they sell products from it, but mm. we consider it as a more of a like interactions instead mm. of just simply transacting. So this is how we stand up from the other machines because the technology, we build everything from scratch. And also like uh, we want to tailor it to make sure that a lot of higher value products and higher value brands who would use the machines for things are than just simply selling the products. Okay, yep. okay. Yep. What, what is the kind of capital that I got to put in? What are the numbers? Okay. Like lower side, you can actually engage with us with less than 10K Singapore dollars. Really? Yeah. But of course, there are clients who has uh, worked with us with a much higher budget, such as like 500K to even 1 million Singapore dollars. Cool. Yep. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How many vending machines there? In our Asia Pacific network, uh, we have around like 600 to um, 700 machines. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. For, so if let's say I come in with like 10K or 20K, how's it going to be like? Like I buy a machine, you know, okay. and what is the structure? You know? um, usually um, you will buy the hardware, you buy okay. the machine, okay. and then you will uh, license our technology three years. So what we will do is um, we will do two things mainly. We'll help you maintain machines through our technologies. So we help you do the operating system, user interface, maintenance, fulfillments, replenishments, and all that. Everything. Everything. So on the other hand, that's the most important part. Since uh, we have a network of brands who are ready to use the machines for different purposes, such as selling products, redeeming products, data collections, and all that. So um, they will use your machines. They will provide part of the revenue for your machines. So you basically cover your downside already. Mm -hmm. So for the upper side, of course, it depends on different things such as the location, obviously, and also like the traffic of the machines. So what the beauty of this is we already help you cover your downside by giving you something that is kind of guaranteed. And also for the upper side, there's no like 100% guarantee in the world, right? So what we will do is we will help you source the good traffic locations and also um, provide our operations such that you don't have to spend a lot of time in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so... Give me a bit more like numbers specific to that, right? Okay. So how much is in a one machine that I buy? And then okay. like, what is the kind of rate of return I'm looking at? How, how quickly can I pick it back? And okay. you know, like, like you said, it's like some guarantee stuff here and there. So um, if you start with us, probably let's say if you don't have a high budget, you want to start with like 10K Singapore dollars. So uh, with us, within a year, probably you can get around 80 to 90% of your investment backs. And since um, our license is around three years, so you can consider that after the three years license period, you should be able to double or even triple your investment. So that's the key. But then, of course, there are a lot of different things. Since it's hardware, there are depreciations. There are some other, like, since you're putting a machine out there, there could be, like, someone random punching shit the machine. Random the shit, machine. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that you have to take in the risk. So for us, like, we would say a good figures, a ballpark figures would be 30 to 50% per year. 
mm-hmm. that's something um, for for three years um, license. Yeah. And I don't need to do anything at all um, when I work with you guys. I wouldn't say that. Of course, you need to look at the dashboard to see how, how the machine goes. If you don't like the locations, you can change location. So it's basically for us, it's, it's more like, okay, if you want to really care about your business, it's okay. We, we, we can do that. If you don't really want to care about the business, you want to just live it with us, that's fine as well. So okay. we are on a quite flexible basis. So okay. that's really up to you. So I could find my own location or you of could course. find a location yeah. and then rent is a separate thing altogether, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I get it, I get it. What about you? Wow, so as you were talking about that, there's a lot of similarities with our business yeah, model. Yeah. Like just just That's why you're on the same show, right? Uh, I, <laughs> I, I went around to hunt and say, hey, these guys look similar, right? Yeah. So let's yeah. talk. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean, we, we have a franchise fee of $15,000. That basically, it gives you the rights to the brand and the technology. However you want to implement the gym pod is up to you. And what I mean by that is you can secure outdoor space and build a container like the one you see behind me. You could also find indoor retail. Um, so we've been inside of shopping malls. We've been inside of HDB shop houses. Virtually any sort of unutilized space, we want to activate that, turn it into a gym. Our license period is also three years. So 15000 for three years. For three years, okay. exactly. The support we also provide is really kind of like, you know, seeing if we can give you premium locations to drive traffic because location is really key for this business model as well. Mm. How do you define a good location then for a gym? There so, are gyms everywhere. Yeah. So yeah. nowadays, the trend is really pointing towards, you know, how how can we be more convenient to people who are close to home? Um, okay. So we, we do have a very diverse portfolio. There's pods in industrial business parks. I saw one at Serangoon. Serangoon, yeah. Yes. Lauren Chuan. And I was like, what the hell is this gym yeah. pod doing downstairs? Exactly. Right? Yeah, I exactly. Saw that. Yeah, yeah. We're in neighborhood parks. We just launched one in uh, Adobe Got MRT as well. So really, you know, our MO is if it's convenient for the customer, we're going to build it there. Okay. Um, our most popular locations can sometimes see utilization rates of 14 to 16 hours per day. So yeah, again, location is really key for us. In the event that your traffic's not picking up, you know, you do have the flexibility to change location as well. Obviously, maybe not as cost effective as a plug and play vending machine. <laughs> but you know, the core of it is that the technology. So we go where the customer wants to to be. Okay, but 15,000 right. is only the franchise, franchise fee, fee, right? What about correct. the whole build up? What are we looking at and all that? Yeah, absolutely. So as far as setting up an indoor or an outdoor pod, it's going to vary on a case-by-case basis. Generally speaking, we say you should cap your total expenses at like 45K max. So we say 60K all in for the entire franchise. You know, people always say, you know, can I build it here? Can I build it there? Absolutely. It might cost you 100K. At that point, it maybe doesn't make much sense for our business model. Mm-hmm. And that's just because, you know, there's 24 hours in a day. We know what price we would charge to our consumers. So if you exceed 60K, maybe it doesn't make too much sense. So we understand like what fits within our business model and we try to pick locations based off that. Nice. So what is your rate of return then? How quickly am I going to get back my money? So a lot of that will depend on traffic, right? Uh-huh. Um, the really premium locations might might see returns, uh, you know, at about 12 to 14 months. Nice. Um, if it's something maybe as secondary location, you know, maybe a little bit closer along the lines of 18 months or to two years. Great, great. Interesting. Okay, so for a lot of people, they're exploring these kind of passive income, you know, type of things, right? Very busy working professionals, right? Likelihood, right? They're very busy. They have like a full-time, very intense career, maybe in finance, maybe something else. And then they have all these money sitting around and they're like, oh, maybe I want to invest in a business you know, to go about doing this, right? So what are some things that, you know, for people like that, they got to think about when they're engaging with your business? Maybe some mindset shifts that they have, some skills that they need to have to make sure they're successful. You know, as much as it is a franchise system, you know, not all franchises perform the same, right? So is it just a location thing or does an individual need to do some work and be different? So from our perspective, I guess, let me address a few different points. Mm. Um, we definitely have a very diverse range of franchisees like, mm. in our pool. You know, we have people who are personal trainers. They want the gym for themselves to train their clients, <laughs> but also, okay. you know, 
Yeah, when they're done training, obviously. Actually, that's quite cool, revenue. right? Yeah, yeah exactly. that's quite cool. That's a smart yeah. thing. Yes, yes. We do have people in the financial sector. We have people who are stay-at-home moms, you know, people who are all over the place. And what attracts them to our model is we let them know when you franchise with the gym pod, you don't need gym experience per se. Uh-huh. We kind of provide the know-how in that aspect with, you know, our mobile booking system, how to market to our customers. We're a very cost-friendly mm-hmm. uh, fitness franchise yeah. compared to some of the other ones in the market. Like who? But some of them, you know, cost several hundred thousand, uh, yeah. you know, to build. Again, like I mentioned, 60K all in for us. So do you return capital faster than them? Because your capital size is smaller or? Yeah, I guess it depends. I mean, the business model is totally different, right? Yeah. Because ours is a fully private gym. So when you book one hour, you're getting revenue from just that customer. Yeah. Whereas some of these big box gyms, they're selling memberships, yeah. right? So maybe no one's even in the gym, but they're still collecting their monthly recurring revenue so it's a little bit of a different approach right we're trying to fill slots they're trying to sell memberships mm. but i would just say like we we are a franchise that's attracted people who just want to get into business in general right mm. so it's a good starting point maybe that'll propel them to go to other types of businesses but we hope to be a good entry point yeah, for those yeah, who want fair, to get fair, into franchising fair, 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 fair. and what about you guys we do have partners from all walks of life yeah salaryman government Doctors, um, bankers. Not so. the government itself, right? Government no, workers, the, right? Yeah, okay. work, work in the government. So. It's very privileged, huh? Yeah, they work yeah. directly so, with the government. Yeah, um, I think they're all looking for the same thing. Like, they're all looking for alternatives. Yeah. Like, okay, I work my whole life in it, like uh, corporate letters and all that. So they all want something like different. Maybe mm. they all started a family and think about, okay, how am I going to progress my career? And then also like, um, they want to do something special or something like, how do I generate revenue for the family as well? So uh, these are the main motivations for our partners to, to work with us. But of course, I think most of them are looking for something alternatives in their lives. Mm. And I wouldn't say you have to be adventurous to be an entrepreneur. Only a business doesn't mean you really have to throw your, away your life. So um, basically, the kind of person that we are working with, because he mentioned that like for a lot of franchise, it's like 300K, right? To start with. So um, for a lot of people, it's, it's pretty... It's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, pretty it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's why we want to offer an alternative that mm. helps people who don't have that much budget to do something similar. Yeah. yeah, okay. Just one thing to add on, I don't know if you see this as well, but given the lower price point, we do get a lot of young yeah. folks yeah, who are like true. just trying trying out, you know, sometimes Exactly, yeah. yeah. They just, yeah. they want to get out of school, be like, hey, I want to try this uh, mm. as my first business. Yeah. As opposed to some other people who feel really intimidated, like I don't have 300K to shell out and yeah. mm. launch this, you know, 4,000 square foot gym. Yeah. I'm going to start small with a gym pod. Definitely. I feel like you guys probably see similar. Yeah, definitely. Nice, nice, nice. And how do you then try to um, kind of like stand out from your competition, right? Okay, as, as much as your models are different and your models are also different from other vending machines, but the reality is all these different competitors around, you know, I, I think there's a local brand called Auntie Sam. It's kind of similar model with the vending machine also. Yeah. I mean, we're friends, so I, it's okay. Name drop is fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> so just trying to understand like, okay. because um, on some level, you know, when people are picking franchises, they want to pick the winners, right? Everybody want to win, right? So how? How are you, you know, and yourself kind of like making sure your business is the winning business? That's right. When I join, I can join with certainty. I feel like a franchise has to be resourceful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty sure. Because otherwise, the prospective franchisees, they would just rather go start their own, right? Yeah. The franchise have to give them enough resources to succeed. So that's something that we believe we stand out because since we are not just based in Singapore, we have offices from like five different countries. So we have different resources, even like fundings, we have grants. Uh, we have like obviously location, networks, brands, 
So um, these are the things that we can help our franchisees. And also, like what we said, affordability is definitely something that we stand out. If you combining all of these two, you may be able to turn like a budget of like 10, 15K to something 100K, something like that. So that's something that we believe we can help our prospective franchisees. Of course, there's no guarantee, but then it's just that you don't have to like for 10, 15K, it's pretty affordable for a lot of Singaporeans. So yeah, this is something that they can afford to lose like mm. 100% loss is okay. So I believe this is something that is worth trying if you want to do something a little bit special from your normal your career. day job or something, yeah. right? Which yeah. is not a bad thing, right? We're not, we're not anti-day yeah. job. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah. like what well, you painted a great picture, right? Yeah. Well, maybe you now have a kid, you yeah. know, you want to kind of like be a little bit more slow with the, your intense corporate yeah. job. You want to try something else and, yeah. you know, all these options that come into considerations yeah. right so actually so. it is quite common not in singapore actually it's in uh. australia where we have a few clients who just want like a part-time job so they will um, fill up the machines themselves they get a license <laughs> so and they do tiktok like, videos yeah, you, you know, those kind of guys uh, yeah, right yeah, long yeah, man yeah, that kind and, of people. and also like you know the work hour in australia is yeah. much shorter than the yeah. ones in in singapore so they can afford to do that so mm. whether you want to invest the time or money that's up to you mm. yeah Fair, fair, yep. fair. What about you guys? How do you stand out? So for us, I would say we structured our franchise model to make it as hands-off as you want it to be. Mm. So if you, theoretically, if you pay the franchise fee, you did the upfront work to get the gym set up, you could basically take a step back and not really have to do much at all and still get your returns. Customer service marketing is provided by us. You know, if you want to step in and do your own marketing on your own social channels, you can. But fortunately, because all the bookings are through the GymPod app and the central source, um, you know, we do marketing on behalf of our franchisees. Uh, in line with that, obviously, all the booking revenue is coming through the app that we provide. And we do continuous updates and enhancements to that to continue bringing customers in. Right. Mm -hmm. So from that point of view, I think, yes, we're, you know, we're franchising, we're looking to go global, but, you know, in spirit, we still view ourselves as a startup. So we're always trying to find these new things that can bring value to obviously our, our customers, but franchisees as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And so if they want to come along for that ride with us, you know, we, we were happy to provide that support. I think another thing is more on the scalability. So it's not pretty easy, but then it's easier to scale than the other franchise because um, let's say you run a like convenience stores or fast food shops. There are a lot. Of, yeah, you know. Yeah, I yeah. know. I know. <laughs> I'm going to so, tell them, hey, yeah. you know what he said? Because <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you eventually need people to run it, right? So uh, you need people to maintain the shops based on what, I am told the turnover rates are quite crazy. So from that perspective, I believe it's pretty easy to scale. If let's, let's say you go for a gym port or vending machines, you, you can just get one, put it at a place, then it works. Mm -hmm. Then you can grow it organically. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's something that we believe is the beauty of a 24-7 services. Yeah, and an unmanned business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Cool, cool, cool. And, and to be clear, 
essentially by doing so, you're controlling variables, right? Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're reducing all the variables so that you can have a higher success rate, more consistent. Correct. But the reality is there is still variability in the results in your across your different franchises. Yeah. And it sounds like primarily it's because of location. Location. Right. Yeah. So so can you share with us like what are the best locations and are they all taken up already in Singapore? <laughs> I would say there's there's still quite a bit of room for us to grow in Singapore itself. There are specific regions that I would prefer to keep <laughs> unnamed. Okay. okay. Um, but no, you'll you'll definitely see us continue to be growing in the next uh, few years here. So what is the best performing locations and why? I won't disclose that either. I, okay, I guess I'll okay. say um, in terms of, you know, crowd favorites in, you know, these neighborhood parks and also we, we have quite a few in, in national parks as well. Yeah. Um, 11 exactly. Mm. Uh, we hope to continue being in more of these yeah. uh, locations as well because they're really convenient for people who want to, uh, you know, maybe walk their dog in the park and then they'll jump in the pod for 30 minutes or People who just want to run on the treadmill and avoid the heat. It's just a nice setting to, you know, jump in the, in the pod, lift some weights aside from just, you know, taking a stroll around the park. Fair. So how do I rent from the park? Like the location is a, is a I got to rent from somebody, right? Uh, N Parks. Oh, N -Parks. So I got to talk to N Parks. Yes. How, can you give us some color? How does that work? Um, so basically there was a public tender. Um, um, originally, several years ago, we actually had a few as kind of like a pilot just to- you I know, know, I saw it at Bishan Park. Exactly. Yes. That was our second one uh, uh, along uh, with Pungo Park. That was the proof of concept. At a point know. in time, I was like, who the hell is going to use this? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my God, so small, right? Like, who's going to use this? Look at what's happening, right? Yeah, right, I'm proven exactly. wrong. Yes, tell us, tell us. So just slowly, one by one, uh, we got up to five proof of concepts. Mm. And then at that point, that was when they said, you know, we're going to open up a tender. Mm. Uh, for 11 locations and then we bid for it and fortunately secured it so those 11 are company run uh, it's a combination of combination. company and franchising okay okay Correct. so so essentially if we are looking at gym park on the end parks locations we got to wait for a tender correct that's the, that's the situation right correct. okay okay and then for other private spaces then it's just like up to your discussion with the landlords for the most part that's okay exactly okay what. okay then what about like the location under the flats yeah who manages that actually Interestingly enough, you can find quite a few of those locations just scraping the internet. Commercial yeah. Guru 99 Co. Yeah. Sometimes you might find them as like uh, e-bids on HDB as well. Mm -hmm. um, so you kind of just, you got to be aggressive, see what's available on the internet and, mm -hmm. then, and then bid for it. Obviously, you know, there are certain locations that would be beautiful to have a gym pod, but the rental rates just don't fit our business model. Is there some color you can provide us? For that? In terms of what doesn't fit our business yeah, model? Yeah. Anything above like 10 PSF obviously wouldn't wouldn't fit for us. Uh, okay. Okay. So so are there certain regions in Singapore that just are just no no? I would say one that sticks out. Uh I guess I can share this. People really want to see us in Pungle. Customers are nonstop saying we want a gym pod in Pungle. And for whatever reason, everywhere we look, the rates for commercial space in Pungle are insane. Really? Yeah, compared to anywhere else we look. Yeah. Pungle is very expensive. Pungle. Okay. Shout out to you, yeah. Comment, comment <laughs> in the comment section, right? Pungle. <laughs> if there are any landlords in Pungle that, you know, maybe yeah, wanna you know, maybe uh, we can discuss, right? Yeah. And then what about you guys? All right. Um the I think there are two answers actually. So for, for the boring answer, of course, expensive shopping malls. These are like retail area. These are the areas that with most traffic and usually traffic converts to revenue, right? So that's the boring answer. But then the reason why we put so much R&D budgets and efforts into this machine, because we believe that actually the most traffic is com coming from online. So um, that's why we, we, we have integrated with different platforms such as like Perk. I'm not sure if you heard of it. It's like a membership program based in Singapore. So work with them. They can bring us traffic. I feel like um, we should get a lot of sponsors today. But anyway, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you an example. Like um, Armani has done a, like, a campaign with us. They want to target like all those office ladies. 
But then they have placed those、um, machines more on a like commercial building. They let office lady to redeem all those samples like perfume and all that from the machines. So the results was okay. But then after that, we've done a second one. We've done a Facebook Google campaign saying, that, okay, if you're office lady, you haven't passed by, you sign up, then you can get a call where, where you can redeem from the machines. The results were totally different. So I guess we we're talking a number is like five hundred to six hundred percent increase in terms of that. So um, that's、wow. why we believe that online actually is something that helps us jump away from the normal traditional retail model with where we rely on foot traffic. Yeah. So um, this is why we we integrate with different platforms. That's interesting. That um, they can bring us traffic as well. That's interesting. So um,、yeah. imagine like if if you are on a bus, like going to work, and you know that okay, there's a free stuff in the lobby of your commercial building. Then probably most often than not, you you just go and grab it, right?、Mm-hmm. And at the same time, those brands they can get people to try their products. And ask for their information, and in the end, upsell them to other products as well.、Mm-hmm. So,、um, yeah, this is actually something that we tried, and we feel like this is where we are going. So that's why we have been working with different platforms and all that to ensure they can use our machines. With their own apps,、mm-hmm. yeah. that, that's very interesting. That,、yeah. Especially a big brand comes in, they want to like reach out to a lot of people and shop、yeah. your time. They give out samples instead of the traditional way of giving、yeah. out one by one.、Mm. They work with you on a big campaign online、yeah. and then redeem at the locations that that you have. I'm sure players should, should should feel the same because doing online market is super expensive, right? Yes. And for a long time, I didn't realize that until、yeah. one of my friends started opening like those random like convenience store. Yeah. It's like oh my god, so easy. Yeah, it's, like, it's just open. It's there. People just walk in. That's why I don't need to strategize, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't need to strategize anything. It's just there. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, like, if you let's say you give away a coke, like it worth maybe one Singapore dollars. Yeah. But then in exchange, you can get a lead contact from it. It's pretty worth it, right?、Mm-hmm. So um, that's also one of the reason why a lot of app company and also like platforms who want to work with us because they can do lead generation through our machines. Yeah. So um, in turn, if these brands they are going to pay us for These lead generation campaigns, franchises could benefit from it because the machines generate revenue,、mm. and a lot of this revenue will go back to the franchises.、Mm. Yeah, fair, fair. So where are the hot spots then for vending machines? Because I know maybe about five years ago, yeah, people put vending machine at the back of the building. No malls, no buildings want to put it at like prime locations, right?、Oh. But is it changing now? I we... think it's changes after COVID actually.、Mm. So especially retail environment where people are. More willing to do online and all that. So if you are going to put a vending machine out there, it can't be an ordinary normal vending machine.、Mm-hmm. If you really want to stand out, so it has to be something, let's say, viral products, super famous brands, and all that. But if you just think, okay, I just can、uh, put a vending machine out there, I put a brand out there, it expect it works to compete with the other retailers out there. So that's why、uh, we put a lot of R and D efforts in in this because. We believe that、uh, drawing traffic to the machine doesn't actually solely depends on the foot traffic of the location.、Mm, okay, okay, fair. And then is there like some sort of a rental? Like, like he was saying, like ten PSF and above just does not make sense for their business anymore. What about for you guys? I think ten PSF for machine is still okay, but then it just it's just that it depends on the goal of the brands.、Mm. So let's say if you have a pretty famous brand, even maybe hundred. PSF could work for them、oh、because、God. they're renting. 
Yeah, because they're renting like, let's say, Ion Orchards, they're renting Suntech cities and all these prime locations, right? These are locations, they want their presence. But then um, for a lot of other brands, of course, like 10 PSI, I think it's, it's pretty normal, I, I would say, rates for vending machines. Yeah. yeah. How many square feet does a vending machine need? Then? Um, Depends on model. I would say around 8 to 10 square feet. Do you typically always do pure rental or do you do revenue share with the landlord um, sometimes? We do both. 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 Yeah. Can you share a little bit more? What What does that mean? Like peer rental and revenue share? Oh, I would say most of our gym pods are just based on standard lease. So we'll just pay a flat rate monthly Your fee rental. to the landlord. Okay. okay. A small handful will ask for a little bit of revenue share on top of that as well. But we, we try to keep it standard lease. Okay. Okay. And, and you're saying both, right? So yeah. give us some color. Like how does it work okay. for you guys? I talk about fixed rent, right? Yeah. So for revenue sharing, it's usually around like 10 to 15 revenue on top line. But then usually it's both or like whichever higher. So um, hmm. it, the, the, the rent uh. structure actually depends on the location. So I can say without looking at the locations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair, fair. Just curious. Do you find that the landlords are trying to dictate what goes into the machine? Because obviously if it's a higher, more premium product, they're going to get more. Of course, they want to have a say in the machines, but then since they don't have the data that we have, uh. so we usually just give them the best calculated product mix. That's something that from our experience, because they haven't done any vending machines, right? Or maybe they have placed before. The reason they reach out to us because they want a more modern vending machine. So that's why uh, we usually place our own product mix first and we change it along the way if needed. Okay. So essentially, as a franchisee for you, I'm just really offloading your capital upfront for the machine, right? Yeah. And then, and then you would just give me a cut on all the different businesses that, that is kind of going through the machine, right? Whether is it through a sale or whether is it a freebie because there's always a lead yeah, yeah. gen fraction and then I'll just get a cut from there. Is that the idea? I think um, the beauty of this is if let's say a brand who wants to use your machines to do, let's say, a redemption campaign. A redemption campaign, usually the brands, they will pay a fixed price or fixed campaign fee for it, right? So uh, you as the franchisees, okay. apart from generating the sales of products and everything, they can also get a fixed, I would say more of a, like a advertising um, okay. fee from the uh, But that one's not well. always consistent, right? Yeah. In, in that yeah. sense. It's like, let's say Sephora wants to release yeah. like a new series. And then somehow I own all the vending machines in like Plaza Singh and, yeah. and like SMU. And then they will pay me and they come to you and they say, yeah. okay, I'll pay you these 10 machines to wrap the machines. And then that's like a one-off kind of thing, right? But it's not. Or do you kind of factor in as like, okay, this is part of the ongoing business cycle that you're expecting that. I think usually from a campaign when to campaign. brands are willing to pay that price, you will need a network, you have technology that match their goal. Uh, so um, let's say, I, I just give you an alternative. You yeah. want to do a vending machine business. I start out without everything, right? Um, I just imported one from a Japanese company. Then, you know, all those Japanese vending machines out there and then I find my stuff. That's how I started out. Yeah. But then I felt like it doesn't work because A, you will need a network in order to get a better price. B, you will need a network to prove to and landlords that you are actually running a good vending machine because if they decide to use you or they decide to place your machine, it actually means they trust you in some because it affects their brand, right? Mm. So um, this is something that I learned in a hard way yeah. where you will need a network and also a technology to match them because as we are talking more of a, like a higher value products and high value brands, usually it's unlike like all those soda beverage where you attract impulse buying. Mm. But then for these higher value products, you will need to educate the customer before you buy anything. 
So I can give you a case where we work with Chow Tai Fo, which is like a jewelry the brand. Jewelry brand, very big in Hong Kong. So yeah. um, they sell like around 800 to 1,000 Singapore dollars uh, unit price. But then they will need to educate a customer by like putting out like videos um, and Wait, also... Uh, Chow Tai Fo sell jewelry through your vending yes. machine? Yeah, yeah. Okay, That's, tell me more, tell me more. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I, I didn't expect it to. I would work never. That, ex- yeah, 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 to yeah, work, but yeah. then it worked because it looks so uh, old school. Yeah, like, I but can't they have the, that. Yeah. yeah, I can't have the figures um, because it's confidential. Yeah. But then it's just that I didn't really like understand the buying behavior. But then usually the case is like there are couples pass by the vending machine. <laughs> Oh god. And you might you might know the rest of the story, right? The lady she saw the product and say, okay, this seems kills. <laughs> yeah, it looks good on me. So in a traditional retail setting, you need to go in a jewelry shop yeah. and you know all this table and all that in order to attract the eyeball, right? Mm. But with a vending machine, the lady could, I would say, convince <laughs> the guy. I think we're all vibing here. Yeah. <laughs> to buy. So it's just like impulse buying, you know? Yeah, yeah. But the impulse buying is not like one or two Singapore dollars. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Five, 800 to 100,000 yeah, 100, Singapore dollars. It's crazy. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I didn't expect it to work. But then once we've done a first campaign, then we know it worked. Mm. Then we are targeting more, more like a uh, more expensive product range because to be honest, if you use our technology on a like $1, $2 beverage, food and beverage uh, machine, it's kind of like waste of time because these brands, they prefer people to buy and get out, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want really want to need to educate the customers. But then for price point at like few hundred dollars, these are the price range that you will need to educate the customers or even like, let's say, put a like sales representative next to the machine to have convincing the customers. Mm, 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 so yeah, these are the experience that we have. That's why we put a lot of R&D budget yeah, in it. It's very interesting. There are a lot of permutation in your business. Yeah. Mm. Right, so I just want to get like a bit more clarity on that. When Chow Tai Fook worked with you, specific to that experience, right? Yeah. Did they Are they the one that bought the machines with you guys and then they just kind of run it or they are also oh. kind of working with you on a campaign? They use our uh, machine owner's machine. Ah, so, okay, um, okay. Um, usually for these brands, they don't mm. want to own the machine because it's an asset, it's right? Just a, yeah, it, yeah. It's hard to come off their book. Yeah. So um, you need to calculate depreciation and all that. Yeah. So it's easier for them to just basically rent the machine uh. or just make it like an advertising budget. It's yeah. a billboard, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. that is so cool. But okay, so I think for a lot of Singaporeans, you know, uh, like you said, right? Like for all of your customers, they or your franchisees, they're generally younger, you know, little bit of a budget, you know, but not big budgets, you mm. know, but what is your take on if let's say someone comes to you and say, I'm Singaporean, I have some money, you know, but I don't want to invest in Singapore. I want to bring you like to somewhere else, you know, or I want to work with your master franchise in another country, you know, like what is the take up rate on that? Like how, how, how does it work for you guys? Is it okay? Uh, is it okay? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I would say for the gym pod, we're still very early in that journey. It started off here in Singapore. We just entered the U.S. market last year. So franchise laws are a little bit more strict in the U.S. than in Singapore. So that that took a little while to ramp up, but we are very actively looking for franchisees in the U.S. That being said, also, we're prioritizing you know a few markets in Southeast Asia and Australia, I would say, is, is a big market for us as well. The U.K. to throw it out there is, uh, too. We are really open to kind of ex- explore globally as long as we find the right partner we think they're a good fit and someone who can represent our brand well you know we're, we're happy to have that conversation great great like me <laughs> so what about you guys? okay um we actually offer people to start their franchise in singapore as well as in hong kong so there's your two major network two major, market. but then okay. um in in australia like in the u.s the franchise law are straight mm. so we usually take a role of like more of a software provider so we provide software we provide the machine 
then you can do the operations and all that. So these are the ways that we work in different countries to adapt their regulation, adapt their culture. Yeah. So um, since Hong Kong and Singapore are actually two of the biggest offices that we have, so um, we over usually over these two as the opportunities. Okay. But then of course, if let's say you have a client in Dubai who would like to license our software in Dubai, definitely we are interested in talking to you. It's still early stage, but then we primarily offer our opportunities in Hong Kong and Singapore. Okay, so if yeah. let's say I have 100,000, I can buy five machines in Hong Kong, five machines in Singapore. Definitely. You guys. Okay, yep. okay, fair, fair. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Nice. I think, I think we've gone long enough. Good stuff. Thanks for sharing. You know, but for people that want to get to know you, how do they contact you? You know, what a specific, you know, maybe you can give a shout out. Who do I want to connect with? You know, and how do they connect with you? So if you're interested in franchising, um, you can go straight to our website. It's very simple, www.thegympod.com. Uh, you'll find a franchising tab uh, at the top banner. Uh, very simple form. Uh, just fill out your contact details um, and one of our team members will reach out for a discovery call. And that's for Singapore and globally as well. If you want to reach out to me, uh, you can email me at peter at thegympod.com. Happy to chat for, you know, partnerships or, you know, just networking in general in the franchise space. All right. So if you like easy passive income opportunity, definitely you can reach out to us by um, cloudretail.io, C-L-O-U-D-R-E-T-A-I-L.io. Yeah, you can reach out to my team or if you prefer to talk to me personally, you can actually request for it. I'm always in Singapore, but then since we have different offices, so yeah, I, I still need to attend and different meetings and all that. But then, yeah, I'm primarily based in Singapore. Yep. Great, great. Yep. Thank you, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Reggie. Lovely. Yep. Awesome. Right. Thank you. Yeah. 